Mission statements aren't just for organizations or work groups or project groups. Vision statements are for individuals, for those in formal leadership positions, and for those who are not. We can cast vision statements that will help us be where we want to be in five years, or vision statements that will guide our current project or the way we live. Today on The Communicative Leader, we're going to talk about how a thoughtful vision statement can help to get you where you want to be and help you to remain steadfast on your course. Hello and welcome to The Communicative Leader, hosted by me, Dr. Leah O'Million Hodges. My friends call me Dr. O. I'm a professor of communication and a leadership communication expert. On The Communicative Leader, we're working to make your work life what you want it to be. First things first here, what is a vision statement and how is it different from the other similar descriptive or orienting elements of strategic planning? Thinking a mission statement, a goal, even an objective. So let's start by thinking of some of these elements of strategic planning that a lot of times we end up confusing with our vision. Then we're going to focus on vision statements and see how all of the strategic planning elements, how they work together. And most importantly, how you can use them for your benefit to help you get to where you want to be. So let's start with mission. We can think of this as why we exist, the purpose of the organization, the unit, you as an individual. Mission statements, they pack a lot of punch, my friends, typically in one to two sentences. So why do we need a mission statement? It serves as our introduction to others. That is, it should be so practical and so descriptive that individuals who are unaware of our company or what we do should be able to look at that mission statement and walk away with a solid idea of who we are and what we do. Another thing I really like about mission statements, and one I think we overlook quite a bit, mission statements are a compass for employees. What do I mean? The mission articulates why our organization exists. It describes a benefit to others. For my formal leaders, revisiting the mission is essential. Bring it into employee meetings. Help them connect how the work that they are doing is part of the larger focus of the organization. Help bring more meaning into the work that they do. Help to show them that you see them, that they are essential. That's what we're all looking for, right? Yes, you serve an important role here. I see you and I acknowledge your contributions. Let's look at an example together. We're going to use Disney. So Disney's mission statement is as follows. The mission of the Walt Disney Company is to entertain, inform, and inspire people around the globe through the power of unparalleled storytelling, reflecting the iconic brands, creative minds, and innovative technologies that make ours the world's premier entertainment company. Why is this important? The mission statement drives the company forward to reach its goals and achieve its vision. So let's talk about goals now. Again, this is another area that is commonly confused with the vision. Goals can be short-term. For example, what are our targets for this quarter? How many hits do we expect on our new website? Number of product users. And naturally, we can have mid to long-term goals as well. 
What is important about goal statements is that they are stepping stones to living our mission and toward achieving our vision. I want us to consider one other aspect of planning, professionally, personally, that is commonly conflated with vision, goals, and sometimes mission, objectives. Objectives help to realize goals. And again, when we are achieving our goals, we are living our mission and we are making progress toward that vision, that idea of where we want to be, that future desired state. So our objectives, they can be thought of as specific targets that keep us on the path toward our goal, which then helps us to reach that vision. When you think of objectives, I want you to think about SMART objectives. We're using SMART here as an acronym. What's a SMART objective? One that is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. When they aren't SMART objectives, well, I don't like the term dumb, but I will say in the absence of making them SMART, they're likely to just be plain ineffective. A sentence that sounds nice, but not likely to achieve much more than that. Why is that? Because by making an objective specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based, we're literally creating a checklist we can review our success and our progress. What can we see if we have reached our target? Literally, did we secure 15 new referrals by the end of the month? Did we post 10% more new content on social media this month? Did we complete the brainstorming stage of the research process by the 20th? Setting and tracking successes regarding our objectives, it gives us valuable feedback Do we need to adjust our targets? How are we performing? Is it time to establish new goals? Or is it time just to tweak those that we've already set? And now, my friends, this leads us to the focus of our episode, vision statements. Vision statements are future-oriented desired states. These are declarations of where we want to be, what we're currently working on to achieve in the future. Vision statements cast clear pictures of where we want to be in a year, three years, or five years. I've often heard vision statements described as one's North Star, or an organization's North Star, or a group's. In my most recent book, my friend, my co-author, Jen Patasik, she wrote this incredible section on vision statements, and I'm really excited to share that with you today with some additional examples, suggestions, and of course, my own color commentary. But first, I want us to consider vision statements in terms of organizations and groups, and then we're going to move into the more micro level to look at personal vision statements. So what should a vision statement do? One, we're guiding and uniting an organization toward a goal, reminding employees of what the organization is about and what it wants to become. We're inspiring people in the work that they do, keeping employees, administration, senior leaders on track. And one that I particularly love, freeing organizational members from doing what's always been done to instead create opportunities to work toward a new or expanded or revised future state. So as a point of clarification, how is a vision statement different than a mission? A mission points out in many ways what we do now and for whom. Whereas the vision, 
It is about the future. It hasn't yet been realized, but it is our guiding force. So we've looked at Disney's mission statement. Now I want us to visit their vision statement. So what is their vision? To be one of the world's leading producers and providers of entertainment and information. So whereas Disney's mission statement focuses on today, what they do, who they do it for, the vision gives the company direction, a purpose to continue to work so hard to move forward. In their vision, they talk about being a worldwide leader, not just in the U.S., not just in, the, in North America, but the world, my friends. They talk about being a producer of entertainment and information. That is, they're not just a platform where you can access content made by others, but rather they are a creative source as well. What else? Not only are they going to produce content, they will provide it on their own platforms. And finally, entertainment, but also information. This means that Disney will have classics like Cinderella and Frozen, but they're also going to convey information. So in addition to turning to them for entertainment, their vision is that they will also be a global leader in producing and offering information. Information coupled with entertainment captures just about everything, and I believe that is likely the point. They desire to be the world's go-to for content, content to inform, to persuade, and to entertain. So now that we have this working idea of what a vision is, I want us to dive more deeply into vision statements. Now, I'm drawing from Lucas's 1998 work on the anatomy of a vision, and this is someone who has thought really deeply about the impact of a vision. And what he tells us is that without a clearly defined vision, we flounder. We react to our environment and mimic our competitors. With a high concept but hokey vision, we end up in the same suit but with a dash of cynicism. Lucas tells us that just throwing together nice sounding words makes readers feel like they're drowning in warm maple syrup. That is a quote, my friends. He continues by telling us that reading through enough corporate vision statements can lead one to to believe that the most ideal statement for most organizations would read something like this. And again, I am quoting here. This is a good one, my friends. We are a terrific organization made up of terrific employees who provide our terrific customers with terrific products and services. God bless everyone. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one too. I almost wanted to figure out another way to repeat it in here, but I won't. So what Lucas is telling us is that essentially we are rudderless without a vision. It has to be thoughtful, but it has to be attainable, realistic, and actually serve a strategic management function. So with all of this discussion on what a vision statement is, and of course, the traps that organizations and leaders often fall into when creating one, it's a good time to consider why vision statements are essential. So why do we go through this exercise, whether as an organization, as a group, or individually? Well, I want to point out a few things that vision statements do for us. Number one, they guide us. They keep us on track. They help us to achieve our goals. Two, 
They remind us. They are a great centering point for us and our organization. Why? It is so easy to get lost in the muck of the day-to-day at work. It's easy to go down a rabbit's hole. The vision statement is a constant reminder of what we're working toward. Three, they inspire us. Lucas was ahead of the game in pointing out that individuals' connection with their work isn't necessarily all-encompassing and an organic given. He tells us we're not generally inspired by work in, in itself, per se, but rather we're inspired by the purpose of our work, the result of our work, and the priorities and goals it encompasses. Put simply, a solid vision statement can help us to be engaged and motivated. And finally, number four, to free us. And I really appreciate this one, folks. Work can be challenging, and it is so easy to get lost in all of the to-do lists. Having a solid vision statement, it frees us from the mental work of trying to constantly figure out where we're going and how we can get there. So let's think about this. A vision statement can help to guide us, remind us, inspire us, free us. Sounds pretty great. You know why? Because it allows us then to focus on the work so that we can get to where we want to be. So I want us to think about what a vision is. One, an organizational charter of core values and principles, a source of priorities, plans, and goals. It is a polar, not a pusher, into the future. A determination and publication of what makes us unique and a declaration of independence. And of course, we need to look at some of the things that might be similar, but don't quite measure up and make it into the vision statement category. Again, this is not a high concept statement motto or literature, something that just sounds good because again, that can feel like we're drowning in warm maple syrup. It's not an advertising slogan. It is not a view from the top. It is not a soft business issue. It is not a history of our proud past or simply a plan. It is also not passionless. So what does this writing process look like? First, I want you to think of your vision statement as a living thing, as a friend, as a cheerleader. Again, not just a collection of idealized words. One thing that Lucas tells us that is really important to consider, especially if you're listening to this and thinking about creating a vision for your organization or your group, organizations like people, they need to make a difference. It's hard to make a difference if we don't set out to do so. So again, that importance of having direction. But before you start, you need to know who you are as an organization before you can work to where you want to be. This includes reflecting on your values and strengths, what you bring to the table that your competitors do not. We need to encourage our people. We need to engage them. They're the heart of our organization. We don't create a vision and then tell them. It's something that we build together. So you're building the vision. You want to add enough detail so you can check in and hold yourself accountable. So again, these are very general guidelines that will help set organizations and groups up for success. 
But what about you, my friend, my unique, my talented, my ambitious, my skilled friend? Let's think about what this looks like for you. First, I want to remind you of what a vision statement can do. It can inspire you. It can guide you. It can remind you. And it can free you. Boom. What else? A personal vision statement can lead to a sense of fulfillment in addition to clearer sense of direction. And that's not it. The Highlands Company, they suggest that having a vision statement can move you from a stress cycle where we're making reactive decisions, trying to find short-term solutions, to the balance cycle where we're leading, we're making decisions based on our vision, engaging in more long-term thinking. What are we seeing here? A thoughtful personal vision statement can guide your decision-making. It can help you to get to where you want to go while giving you opportunities to feel a sense of fulfillment along the way. So now we know what a vision statement is. We know why it's important. So now we're at a place to consider what will go into your personal vision statement. So from here, I'm drawing from betterup.com. What they suggest, and I love this, I, I'm, I'm working through this process too right now, my friends, and I'm going to share my vision statement in the future when it's ready. But what you should include in this vision statement, your interests, your skills, what are you good at, your values, what really drives you, what the world needs, and your goal. If you know what you're passionate about and you have a solid idea of what you do well, who you are and what the world needs, you are in a place to identify a specific goal. And I want us to take a quick pit stop to consider Ikigai, a Japanese philosophy that is often presented as a formula for happiness. In Ikigai, we have four circles that when they overlap, they help us to identify dream positions. So similar to above, we're going to think about one, what we love, what makes us feel good, what helps us to be present. For a lot of people, it's the arts, it's reading, it's creating. Two, I want you to think about something that the world needs. We are hardwired to feel good when we are needed. We want to see that positive effect of our outcomes. Three, something that you can be paid well for. Without enough money, you're going to have extra stress. You need to be paid well enough to live a comfortable life. And four, something that you're good at. Able to put in the time and effort in order to get better at the skill, overcome obstacles as we continue to, to grow and achieve in these areas. We can look at where we are, certainly when we're thinking about these four circles, we can also think about where we want to be. So if we have something we love and we're good at, we have a passion. We're thinking about our aspiring singers, our artists, what might be stopping them from being happy, maybe not being paid enough to be comfortable. So then it shows you what to work on. If you have something you love and the world needs, you have a mission. These are bloggers and activists and podcasters, right? People who are talking about seeing positive change that isn't happening quite yet. What about those who are paid well and they're good at it? Well, we have a profession, but you might not love your work and you might not see how it makes a difference. 
You're paid well and you know it helps the world. And an example of a YouTube video, I'm going to include it uh, in the podcast link. It gives you an example of professors. So I'm not making this up, folks, but it's this idea that you recognize that you make a comfortable living and we can see the outcome of this work, but also you can get stuck in a rut because a lot of times you end up teaching the same classes over and over. So in order to find that happiness, We need to figure out how to keep improving and challenging ourselves to be better. So we need to spend our time doing something we love, something the world needs, that we can continue to refine or get better at, and that we are compensated well for. Without all four, we're likely to feel like something is missing. So I had us take this delightful ikigai pit stop so that when we write our vision statements, we can be mindful of these elements so that when we're designing a vision, designing a future that is one that involves our whole self, when we are being compensated for our talents, where we are contributing in a meaningful way to society or community, we're able to continue to evolve. So back to the writing. Some of you might be ready to go. You may be inspired by Ikigai, or you might already have integrated reflection into your routine, and you have a really good idea of where you want to be in the next three to five years. And keep in mind, this can be a shorter vision statement too, maybe for the year, the academic year, or even just a quarter. So if you're ready to roll, dive in, my friends. If you're still marinating, then we're going to look at some more suggestions from betterup.com to get us moving. First suggestion, Write yourself a letter from the future. I really like this one. So hang with me for a minute. What would future you want current you to know? The Better Up blog suggests that imagine yourself being 90 years old and having lived a dream life with a dream job. From that position, write yourself a letter today. Describe how you feel and what you've accomplished. Next up, make a list of your wins. Focusing on a handful of life successes. And again, these do not have to be professional successes. They can be personal or you can mix them. Maybe it's becoming a parent or earning your rain garden certificate. Describe these successes and talk about why they are relevant and important to you, how they make you feel. And I love the next suggested step, collecting data. Of course, my research brain loves this. But it's time to gather what we've done in the first two steps, comb over our letter to self, our list of successes, and see what stands out. Some categories you can look for, skills, right? What are these competencies? Is it problem solving? Is it creativity? Is it your analytic ability? I want you to think about emotions. What are you seeing joy and satisfaction and contentment? Your values, right? These tend to be more universal. Love, justice, kindness, and then purpose. And again, this one is more individual. As it relates to you as a person, as it relates to you in terms of your life mission. And now, my friends, you're ready to write your mission statement. You have keywords. You have a solid idea of what success will look like in the future and how you have defined it in the past. So a couple of samples for you, and again, these are still from betterup.com. 
I want to do research in the legal field. I am driven by a love for knowledge and innate curiosity. What motivates me is knowing that thanks to my research, people will live a more justice-driven life as citizens. Another, I want to help sensitive people overcome the fear of speaking through coaching. This is important to me because it makes me feel useful to other people and it connects me to my sensitivity. Again, these are just examples. Vision statements are unique, they are individualized, and they are made for one, for you or for me. These are not sweeping one-size-fits-all statements. So my friends, all ranks, all industries, vision statements can help to ground you, to orient you, to inspire you. We looked at research that shows us that vision statements can help to sharpen your decision-making since you're clear on where you are headed, rather than the more typical reactive decision-making we tend to engage in. While we often think of vision statements at the organizational level, these are effective and strategic tools for everyone. Thinking about your passion, your skills, your ability to be compensated well, all while contributing to a greater good, we're thinking about ourselves as whole people people who consider the world around us, and people who therefore are simultaneously made better by their community while also shaping it in positive pro-social ways. Next week on The Communicative Leader, we're talking about the link between leadership and power. We're going to look at sources of power. We're going to think about how the way we communicate might actually backfire based on our audience. All right, my friends, that wraps up our conversation today. Until next time, communicate with intention and lead with purpose. I'm looking forward to chatting with you again soon on The Communicative Leader.